Welcome to the Joy Felipe Bruce podcast. Sister Joy Felipe is a daughter of Bishop Dag Heward Mills and the senior pastor of the Fountain of Life Cathedral of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. The Fountain of Life Cathedral is a thriving church of young, energetic people full of life for the Lord. Sister Joy is also an itinerant minister of Dag Heward Mills Ministries. She travels extensively, holding pastors' conferences and bringing ministry-related books by Bishop Dag Heward Mills to the nations. She is the evangelist of the Blessed Salvation Crusade. Now be blessed and refreshed as you listen to this inspired message by Sister Joy. Oh, pray, pray, and it will last your prayer. 
Zone Church, I bet you know what time it is. And I'm expecting us to be on our feet by now. It is time for my favorite part of the service. Amen. Last week, the message was, I mean, mm, there's no word to describe last week's message. But I don't know what is coming this morning. I am expectant and I'm expecting you to be expectant. Have a prepared heart and let us receive E.S. Joy Philippe Bruce. Give the Lord a better clap this morning. A better clap. Add a shout to it. Add a shout. Hallelujah. Thank you for your faithfulness, God. Amen. You just want to bow down your head for a moment. As you've come to church this morning, just say, Lord, speak a word to me. Say something to me that I need to hear. He knows you more than you know yourself. And he knows everything that you are in and yet he says, pray. Just say, Lord, speak to me in your word today. Speak to me in the praise and the prayers and the songs. Speak to me, Lord, in everything that you have. Speak to us, my way. Talk to him. Speak to us, Lord. Lay my soul there, baby. Rianda la baba, makuranda la baba. Rianda la bosiyanda le. Alabadaina, the one who's clothed with fire. Your voice resounds like thunder. We glorify your name. We glorify your name. Oh, Alabadaina, the one with eyes of fire. Your name is full of wonder.
morning we ask that you will speak a word to us deep in our innermost being and may we leave here strengthened and encouraged because you are still on the throne Jesus mighty name have we prayed and all the saints shall say amen and amen. amen God bless you take your seat hallelujah I believe that God has been with you in this past week amen and just before I begin to preach I want to say that we have some pastoral appointments today and it comes on immediately after the service so there'll just be some 10 minutes break to just rearrange a couple of things. Amen. If you are moved to, from your seat, make you no vex. I said, make you know what? Make you no vex. Uh -huh. It's not going to be a lot, but a few of you will be moved around. But feel free to join us for that short but important service. Amen. Hey, are you still there? Ah, okay. Hallelujah. You know, oh, I missed you also. But we thank God for his grace. Amen. Last week, Sunday, we started talking. You know, we've been talking about prayer. This is about the fourth week. Everything by prayer, nothing without prayer. I hope that you've begun to pray about everything. Hello? So I hope you began to pray about everything. Not complain about everything, but pray about everything. Amen. And we've talked, we've gone through a number of things. The truth of the matter is that we'll not even get halfway through the book. That's the truth. So I hope wisdom has advised you and you have purchased your copy. Do you remember when we talked about prayer with forgiveness? Have you forgiven all your so-called perceived enemies? <laughs> no comment. <laughs> Are you there? Yeah. What else did we discuss? Prayer and what? You see that you don't have the book, so you have forgotten already. Very some way. But, and what? The what? No, no, devils was last week. The second week we preached something else. Anyway, we asked the what? Forgiveness too was the, the second week. The first week is what you have forgotten. It was just talking about prayer. And I believe I shared some scriptures with you about prayer. Last week we started talking about defeating devils by prayer. Amen. And I shared with you, you know, it was such a large topic that I said I wouldn't finish. And the truth is that when I started to put today's service together, I realized that I'm just going to have to touch on a few things because we can be here till next year. Yeah, there's so many things that this is connected to that and that's connected to that. But get the book and use it as your quiet time. <laughs> Go through the scriptures. It will really inform you. Amen. Hallelujah. But we started talking and we did a little excursion into another area, talking about the different kinds of spirits that exist. I need you to know that it is not an exhaustive list. There's more than that even in the word of God. Amen and amen. Are you in the house? And then I said with, to you that today we'll talk about how to deal with them. Because, yes, prayer, but what kind? What type? Saying what? Doing what? Because there are all kinds of antics these days. <clears throat> the fact that you have shouted until you are hoarse doesn't mean that the devil has moved away. The fact that you have gone to do things that you think are important humanly does not mean that he has moved away. Like machine gun. I don't know exactly what. Maybe it's making you happy that you are prayed. <laughs> maybe. But let's go to the scripture and stick there. Amen. There are two gutters. There's one gutter where the people say, that, no, 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 no. Don't even uh, talk about the devil at all. Don't give him any attention at all. That's one gutter. And to that gutter, I need to say to you that you don't know more than Christ. After 40 days of fasting, the Bible says he was battling the devil during those 40 days. And when he came out, I would have wished I could tell you that an angel came first, but it was not like that. He came to finish the fight. That last portion is the finishing of the fight. Where he comes to say, it is written, it is written, it is written. So, even Jesus, he never left the enemy. He never left him. When Jesus started preaching, immediately after his wilderness experience, he came out and then he went to, um, what do you call it? 
the synagogue he started preaching and there was an immediate response to his preaching and some of you that response is an indication to you of who is in there the devil was just provoked and the person started shouting leave us alone did Jesus leave him alone he didn't he dealt with it so that gutter is one there's also another gutter that has given away common sense it has given away the ability to reason. It has given away responsibility. And everything is now somebody's fault. It's your mother. Your grandmother. Your auntie. So that's also another gutter. That is not to say that there are no spiritual things happening. There can be spiritual things happening. But what I'm saying is that you cannot be an irresponsible person and then come and say that it is the fault of somebody here you are you are a BP patient unfortunately we wish that you'll be healed but if you have high blood pressure by the wisdom of God and the Bible talks about witty inventions one of the blessings God has given to mankind are witty inventions things that are there that we can use to help ourselves so as you got your high blood pressure the medication was there you didn't take the medication then I come and stand there and say that, you see, I think it's because of some spiritual thing. That's why I collapse. You collapse because of your foolishness. Okay, I'm sorry. No, it's just real. It's just true. When you come here, you must be ready to hear the truth. Otherwise, don't come. I mean, yeah. No, I'm just sharing something with you. You see, they, have, they say that I have diabetes. And so, you see... Witty inventions have put some of these things straight. So help yourself. Don't be irresponsible. They told you what you should eat, what you shouldn't eat, and you have gone to do the opposite. You see what I'm saying, no, there, Charlie? It's real. It is real. They have told you what you should eat. They have told you what you should eat. Yeah. How you should do it. A certain friend of mine, she will say that, oh, me, I cannot then everything they say she shouldn't eat, she'll eat it. One day I sent a message to her, I said, you, the day you die, I, will, I refuse to cry. I will not cry. Ah, I shed that, I attracted death, I paid it. <laughs> yeah, so those are two gutters. One gutter saying it doesn't exist, and the other one saying that only him. No, but we are trying to walk a certain path and to learn from what the Bible says. Amen? And learning to defeat the enemy when we see him. Hallelujah. Amen. And last week, we went through a whole lot of types of spirits, not because you're chasing them, but because it helps you to identify them. And I remember talking to you about fly spirits, the things that just, a fly, it doesn't really kill you directly, but it can really bother you. And there are some issues and problems like that. You pray and you pray and you pray and the thing will just move from here to there. <laughs> and it will just, it will just, uh, have you ever gone to sleep and there's one coli coli mosquito in the room? <laughs> you know, so as you, you know, it passes here. Uh-huh. Sounds like that. So you have an idea as you look at the type of problem. Then you turn around, then it is there again. You know what you are dealing with. We talked about crocodile spirits. The ones that just spring their surprises on you. That's their business. That's how they operate. You know, so an issue that just surprises you from nowhere. It comes up from somewhere, from the depths of somewhere with strength and it has the ability and it threatens to consume you. And you know that you are looking at something. So how are we going to deal with these things? Because we must deal with them. We saw Jesus dealing with them. We didn't see Jesus ignoring them. Are you in the Bible? Are you there today? So today I want to just read some scriptures because... In fact, as I was looking at the thing, I said, Lord, help me, because this one we will not finish now. Each one is a whole school. <laughs> and on Sunday, you are in a hurry. <clears throat> are you there? It's not true. We're not relaxed. Half are late. <laughs> Last week, I was preaching, and I saw people arrive at 11.30. And I wondered to myself, that what is working in your mind? When you arrive at a 9 o'clock service at 11.30, are you even thinking? Anyway, I won't go there today. I will not quarrel today. It was uh, you come at eleven thirty, so two and a half hours late. <laughs> let's let's just stick with the word. It is a little easier. 
Today, I want to start by talking to you from a scripture. I told you that today we're just going to deal with the scriptures because in there, we'll find a lot of answers. 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 7. This one is one of the prime scriptures that you should know by heart. It will help you in a lot of things. For God has not given to us what? A spirit of fear, but of what? Power and of love and what? Sound mind. God has not given to us. First of all, this scripture is the one that defines it for us. We have taken fear as a normal human emotion. But this scripture says there's such a thing as the spirit of fear. The spirit of fear. I know people who have become sick because of the spirit. Yes. Yes. Had a church member who was diagnosed with an illness. The truth of the matter is that the man was up and working and living a normal life. But he, then he said, oh, I wasn't, I'm not feeling too well. And he went to see a doctor and then he was diagnosed with an illness. I agree that it was a serious illness, but the man did not die from the illness. He died from fear. Because the illness has a progression. It passes this way, then they try to control it for you, it does this, it does that. Before they could even do any of that, he was gone. He was petrified by the diagnosis. It's one of the reasons why doctors don't like to tell people what is uh, wrong with them. The guy was just petrified. He didn't die from the symptoms, I can tell you that much. Fear. Now you understand it because it's a spirit of fear. And the spirit of fear usually is the guy who opens a chapter of things in your life. Yeah. Yeah. The fear of something. He is like the small boy that they let in through the open window. During the COVID-19 lockdown, I was called one morning by our caretaker, our former caretaker. He said, some people entered the church. I said, how? The doors are all locked. In those days, there was a gap between this new extension and the old part of the building. But the gap was not visible. It was way up. It was a little gap. And honestly, you have to be quite small to enter it, which was the reason why we had not yet closed it. Well, the guys entered through that gap. Yes, through that. You see, some of you are looking at me because you're like, where was the gap? Where was the, I mean, where was the gap? It was somewhere. Only those of us who were part of the construction of the building knew about that gap. And they passed there. As God would have it, the doors are pretty solid, even when you enter inside. So they couldn't exit in the same way. <laughs> are you here? That is how the spirit of fear is. It enters in through the little gap that it can find. And then after it has entered, it now comes to open the larger doors. Yeah. Because once they had opened the doors, they could have carried out whatever they wanted to carry out. Are you in the church? That is how, and that is how most unrobbers behave. They find that gap and let in there a little guy. And he will now come and open the door. And the spirit of fear is the one who enters. Yay! Maybe I have breast cancer. Ah, it has entered. It has entered. Then you start to feed that fear before you are aware. Cancer, what again? Ulcer, what again? High blood pressure, what again? They have all come because the door was open. The door was open. The spirit of fear. But the Bible says God has not given to us the spirit of fear. So when you find yourself going that way, you rebuke the spirit of fear. All of us have had that time when we have felt something or other. We say, hey, is it COVID? I've been coughing. Have a temperature. Uh, <laughs> I've been sweating. I'm feeling very weak. In fact, I'm quite breathless. 
It's true. That, 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 it sounds like symptoms of COVID, but how many of you know that malaria also looks exactly the same way? Yes. But the truth is that because the things in the system kakra, fear kakra Yeah. And that's why personally when people text me and say, so should I do the test? I say, do it. Why? Because when you go, to, you see, if you don't do the test, fear, the fear, it grows. It grows. Hey! So he answered, no, no, do it. Do it so that, you see, you know that it will take them some two weeks or so to reach you. Or then you know that I didn't have it. Or if you have it too, then it's cheated. But it's because it's a spirit, the spirit of fear. So many young ladies, the reason why you are not attached to anybody, why you are not married, is that you began to fear that you won't marry. Yeah. It's a fear. Then after you marry, the fear that you won't have any children. And that fear alone is enough to produce enough of the hormone in you to ensure that you will not pick up children. It's true. So it is the gate opener, the spirit of fear. If you can bind it out of your things, you will do well. You will do well. I just bind it. It's not a matter of whether I feel it. I just bind it. I bind it in the name of Jesus. Because it's the opener of the door. Are you in the house? Yeah. It says he's not given to us a spirit of fear. But look at his response to that spirit of fear. The first thing he gives you is power. So with that power, dispel it. With that power, suck it. With that power, decide that it's not happening. I've had so many people send me a text. The doctor says that I have this. My first response is to rebuke it. Even before I start to ask you the details of what it says, I, I, no, 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 we're not accepting it. We're not accepting it. We're not accepting it. Pastor, but I thought you said we should take medicine. Hey, please let your mind work. <laughs> Are you there? Power. There's another power in this world, and it's the power of love. Yes. Love is a very, very powerful antidote to everything the enemy wants to do. Yes. It says it gives us power love and a sound mind when you are afraid your mind is not sound I don't want to go into that one today yeah, because the level of unsoundness of mind it can be so wild you are like somebody who is not correct who is mad yeah and some, but the Bible says he has given me a sound mind. It will help you to think properly and take proper decisions. Because when your mind is not sound, I have seen people, you are not well. Please, when you are not well, where do we go? Good. I have seen people not well. I won't go to the hospital. No, it's true. Your mind has become unsound because of what you are going through. But God gives us a sound mind so that you can take correct decisions. Hallelujah. Oh, I said hallelujah. So we are dealing with the devil. We are dealing with the things that he does. And we are deciding that he will not affect us. 2 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 3 to 5. Tell your neighbor today, it's just scriptures. Scriptures. <laughs> scriptures. <laughs> Because I need you to notice that when Jesus came to his ultimate battle with the devil, he just used scriptures. So you must know what the scriptures say and you must know where to go. Many of you who are in bondage to masturbation, to for, uh, what, um, pornography, to fornication, that's 2 Timothy 1.7, that's your scripture. Yeah, he has given me a spirit of power. I have the power to overcome it. Yeah, that's your scripture. <laughs> 2 Corinthians 10 I'm reading from verse 3 For though we walk in the flesh We do not war after the flesh So as for war, we are at war But it is not after the flesh That you are quarreling, that you have been quarreling That's not it That's not it that's not it. So we are walking in the flesh, but we don't war after the flesh. That's why when many of you come with the problem, I will tell you first and foremost, we are going to pray about it. Yeah. It must be your default setting. 
Because even though the thing looks physical, our war is not in the flesh. Then he goes on to explain, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. The weapons that we are going to use, they are not weapons that have been manufactured by a human being. They are not the ones that people take to go and wound each other. Those are not our weapons. And child of God, when you go to use those weapons, you rather bring yourself down. Yeah. You rather bring yourself down. So he says that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. What is a stronghold? A stronghold is something or an area that an enemy has gotten hold of. That's a stronghold. That's a stronghold. And I can give you lists of strongholds. Some of us, the stronghold in our life is an inferiority complex. Everything that you do comes back to that inferiority complex. Yay, today I don't want to enter into things that will help me to be stuck. Yeah. It's a stronghold. It's a stronghold. Many of the strongholds, they are here. Yeah. Hey. Mm. Stronghold. There are some families. The poverty is not from today. Generations of poverty. You need to see that something has risen up against your family. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It can be a stronghold. It can be a stronghold. There are families that no marriage succeeds. It's a stronghold. It's a stronghold. So it can be anything that you just see it having a certain level of power and a certain amount of repeated, the repeatedness of it is one of the things that should make you see. Ah, this thing is not normal. It's not normal. Sometimes even seemingly good things are an example. For example, all the people in your, in your family are teachers. There's nothing wrong at all with being a teacher and it's an honorable profession. But what has locked everybody for generations into it? Uh-huh. So when somebody even wants to do something, he can't do anything else. Then it is a stronghold. Yes, it's a stronghold. Everybody is a certain... I don't know who God has brought and everybody is a certain some way. way. You see that we are so different even though we are the same family. And when you see that people are even trying to come out and they can't. Sometimes it's a stronghold. Please don't go home and say, today they told us that, Chichi, I beg you, don't do that. My mother too was a teacher. My sister is also a teacher. I beg you. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm just giving it as an example of a stronghold. Something holding you against your will. Let's put it that way. Yeah. So it can be seemingly good. It's even a good thing, but it's holding you against your will. Uh-huh. And maybe you're not even fit for that profession, but you are falling inside. Because every profession and the type of person, there's something you should never be a nurse. The way that you are. Hey, me, I'm jumping everywhere. I should be a nurse. Ha! The people are in danger. It cannot work. <laughs> because if you are a nurse, patience is important, skill is important. So many things. Wow. Are you there? Yeah. A friend of mine told me that in his family, all the men by the age of 40, they are bankrupt. Mm. By the age of 40. He said that by the age of 40, all of them would be divorced, were divorced. By the age of 40, they were all penniless. He gave me a whole list. So as he was talking to me, I was like, hey, but can't you see that you are a man? No, you're telling me about the men in your family. So I would have thought that you can see that it's a stronghold. I remember advising this young man. I told him that, listen, we need to pray about this thing. Charlie, we need to pray. We were on a journey at the time. He didn't mind me at all. He laughed. He actually laughed at me. He actually laughed. As we, I speak today, he's a few years from 50. Divorced. Penniless. Without a home. Yeah, all the things he listed. He's a believer. Very, oh, if he's your pastor, you'll be happy in life. 
but he didn't deal with the stronghold that had dealt with those who went before him and before he was away it had entrapped him too and the bible says that the weapons you see he tried to carnally sort it out uh-huh. so as for school he went as for work he had then he tried to go to a more prosperous part of this world in the middle of the prosperity he doesn't have prosperity nothing not all the features just followed him <laughs> hey, may it not be your story because the bible says the weapons that we are using they are not carnal weapons the weapons we are using are god's weapons which are mighty and which pull down strongholds how casting down imaginations one of the most surprising things about the work of satan you see because we have been watching a lot of movies and because of our idol worshiping background we have imagined that the devil comes in a certain dress and in a certain way and that is the devil but the bible says casting down imaginations because the first place that he gets you is through your thoughts through your thoughts through your thoughts that is why the serpent didn't bother to bite Eve all he did was to feed her a thought did God really say that you shouldn't eat from these trees all he did was to insert something that would disturb their mind and the way that he gets us over and over you see this my friend who i miss so much that i'm giving you his example i will not be surprised if he got to a point in his life and he said yeah the thing has caught me too and then he just relaxed under it because he didn't arrive there in one day it was a process yay i'm also divorced yay i'm also are you here casting down imaginations imaginations are the things that we think or we ima- they are not real many young ladies here imagine that they are not beautiful enough okay you can look holy i don't mind but when you look at the size of the beauty industry you know that what i'm saying is true those with short hair must make it long. Those with long hair must make it short. We have bought hair extensions. We have bought eyelashes. We have bought mouth. We have bought nose. We have bought hips. We have bought breast. We have bought ha! Oh, in the name of, I need a little more here. I need a little less there. I need a little more here. Meanwhile, those of us who are endowed here, we say, yeah, what is this, Lord? You didn't like me. That's why you have brought me with all this here and all that there. And I don't like if I was just a little slimmer, if I was just a little taller, if I was just a little fatter, if I was just a little slimmer, casting down imaginations. It's a total imagination. Total. The closest pastors to me, one of them is so slim that at this age, people think that she is half her age. Mm. The other one, meanwhile, she has been desiring a little more of my weight. And I have been looking at her and saying that, ah! Are you there? The other one, as far as I'm concerned, perfect height, perfect shape, perfect everything. Oh God, if I got a little more height, I would love it. Casting down imaginations. <laughs> you know, because I'm using light-hearted examples, that's why we're laughing. But you don't know the number of people who are in a depression because of an imagination. Those who want to kill themselves because of an imagination. Nobody likes me. Everybody hates me. It is an imagination. Just one correction that you got. You are so dizzy. Your parents cannot correct you. Nobody can correct you. They don't like me. There is an imagination. Ah, Satan Kura has got people who like him. Oh. But 
on the basis of this imagination, people have even spoiled their lives. Nobody likes me. Your mother has corrected you. You say, my mother doesn't like me. If she didn't like you, why would she bother to correct you? And the Bible says that it is those who God loves that he chastises. If you are in this church and I say nothing about your life, that's when you should be worried. I'm saying nothing because I'm afraid of you. Or because you are a stranger. But if you are a member of the church and you are a real member of the church, by all means, you better come with them. Oh yes. I have daughters, one of my daughters, I told stop chasing the boys. She's a proper daughter, so she took the counsel. Somebody else will say, ah, why are you accusing me? You don't like me. Look at the thoughts that you are thinking towards me. Why are you thinking about me like that? I'm leaving the church. I'm going away. Oh. I'm talking to somebody. Imaginations. <laughs> Casting down imaginations. Some of us are even crazy enough to believe that God doesn't like us. Ah, if God doesn't like you, I can assure you, you won't be here. Oh, he will sort you out right like If he plans to eliminate you now, you are finished. How will he make something and not like you? Ah, it's an imagination. It's an imagination. So the Bible says that he has given us weapons to cast down those imaginations. So not that they will not come, but we can throw it down. You can throw it down. Hmm. Yeah. Are you there? Remember, little lady, it is not the most beautiful girls who marry you. It's not even those with the most sense. It's not those with the best figure. It's nothing. It's just that's the favor God has given them. That is it. That's that, that's it. It's not anything. It's not anything. <laughs> hey. Hmm. Then he says, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God. There are things that we do that seem to, we, we are trying to say God doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah. Every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God. God says A, you two say B. God says tight, you say how, why should I bring my money to the church? God says forgive, you say what, do you know what this person did to me? It is a high thought. It's a high thought. Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Hallelujah. That is what the Bible says our weapons do. If you can get your thoughts to be streamlined with how Christ thinks, you are sorted out. I'll give you a practical example. Christ is Jesus Christ. He has no, what you say, he doesn't fear the devil at all. It's like you are not a match. I've already done what I should do and you are under my foot. So when you align your thoughts well, when you take captive the thought and bring it to the obedience of Christ, you will realize that, oh, this enemy, you are not anything because my Christ has dealt with you. And the scriptures say, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. So I can see what you are doing, but I am not moved. I'm not moved. Instead of sending me your 2 a.m. text. Ephesians 6. Hallelujah. Ephesians chapter 6. Hey, time has run. I told you that today, dear. Let's read very quickly. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Not be strong in yourself. Be strong in the Lord. 
Put on the whole armor of God. Who wears an armor? Somebody going to war. So if in your Christianity you are so relaxed, then you are in the wrong place. So please rise up. We are at war. The fact that you have not heard the gunfire is just because you are a child. When there's a war, the last people to know about it are the children in the house. But it does not negate the presence of the war. The older you are and the more you are established in Christ, the more aware of that war you are. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Because what he's using against us are wiles, tricks. Please see what the Amplified says. Let's see if it will help me to explain that word wiles. Put on the full armor of God for his precepts are like the splendid armor of a heavily armed soldier so that you may be able to successfully stand against the schemes, the strategies, and the deceits of the devil. He is telling lies that we believe him. Are you there? Many times he will tell you that he will die. Then you start to hold a prayer meeting. I want to ask you, in whose hand is your life? It's just a question. Who holds your life? Whoever told you that as a child of God, the devil has the right to end your life? Did you not read the story of Job? It doesn't give permission like that. Your life is in the hand of God. Anyway, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wild. So without the armor, you won't stand. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood. You see the same thing again. The weapons, it's not carnal, okay? But against principalities. Now, this is another whole group of things, spirit, evil spirits. So let's just go through. Principalities, powers, rulers of the darkness of this world against spiritual wickedness in high places. Do you see what I said today? There, If we are to pause everywhere, we will not finish. So you just take it like that, okay? For today. Tell your neighbor, please take it like that and let's continue. <laughs> Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. Then now he gives us the armor that we are to wear. Let's begin from verse 14. Stand therefore, having your loins get about with truth. In other words, truth is your belt. Truth is what is holding your shirt and your skirt. And you are lying every day. I don't need to tell you that your armor is not intact. Even when your trousers is the correct size. When you wear it and you tuck in and there's no belt. You look like a ruffian. And we may mistake you for that. Yeah. That's why when your belt tears on the wrong day, at the wrong time, in the wrong place, it's a very serious matter. And the Bible says it is your belt. Truth is your belt. Meanwhile, we lie by default. See, now that I'm dialing your number, you're quiet. When I call you, come. What do you say? I'm coming. Meanwhile, you are going. It's true. I'm almost here. Meanwhile, you are at a doom. We lie by default. We even lie in our greetings. And to say, oh, Adumo. Meanwhile, you as you are there, you neither know, understand the word Adum nor use Adum for anything. <sighs> so stand there for. No, it's true. The lying, even in the house of God, lying. Oh. 
having your loins get about with truth and having on the breastplate of righteousness a blessed breastplate was the part of the armor that they wore at the top and it guarded the heart and it's saying that you should have that as a breastplate of righteousness what is righteousness right standing with God so your right standing with God is your breastplate so when you are not in right standing with God, your breastplate is open or off. Any arrow will enter your heart. To enter your heart easily. And your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. I don't want to talk about that one this morning. Otherwise, we'll enter the way that you have won no soul the whole year. Mm. Yeah, but it says what's on your feet. Uh, Pastor, I don't understand how my feet are covered with uh, the gospel of peace. Okay, you'll be giving me answers. We don't understand, but he says that is what is covering your feet. That's what the Bible says. (laughs) Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. Faith. Believe in God, your faith in God. That's why when an arrow is thrown, you need the faith to block it. Sometimes the thought comes to your mind, say, I reject it in Jesus' name. You have blocked it. Just block it like that. Amen. Otherwise, the enemy will haunt you. I have a son who works in a hospital. And when COVID was at its peak, there were issues in his hospital. And they had to go take what? The doctors, they will round them up and take their samples. I said, I refuse it. I'm not going to go to bed every night wondering whether today he has met a COVID patient. You see, because the danger was that for those who were working in the uh, emergency um, wards, the person comes to you first and you must now undertake an examination and now say, okay, you are going here or you are going here. So it means that when the person comes and it is COVID-19, you are exposed to the person. You are exposed to the person. I had another pastor, he's a friend, but he's also a, he's a, a surgeon, and he texted me, he said, for three weeks I have worked in their intensive care unit with a COVID patient that they never told me had COVID. And I told him, I said, you are covered. It's not landing here. It is not landing here. That's my shield of faith. It's my shield. What's a shield? The arrow is coming and you do what? You block him. Yeah, it's my shield. It's my shield. Where is your faith? Why are you talking like an unbeliever? Hey, business is not good. You are using your mouth to spoil things. <laughs> As for the dwarves, the dwarves are even crying. They have been accused of everything, even where they are not. <laughs> if it is a motiasak, it's in the name of Jesus. Eh? Oh, come on. We behave as if we must deal with the devil in our name. Your name, it cannot even move a car from here to, to, to Accra. That's not your name. Oh. Thank God that it is Jesus. Some of the children here cry if we send them, we say, in the name of your name, no, we send them, they won't go. <laughs> but in the name of Jesus, it works. Are you here? Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked, and take the helmet of salvation. You are here today, you are not born again. Your head is bare. Your head is the most precious part. If something cracks there, that's it. Yeah. Those of you who ride motorcycle, you will not cover your head. Just know that sooner or later you are dead. And the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. I have said all this to come to this point. All the other weapons that we have protect, cover, guard, keep us. This is the one weapon that you use to attack. The word of God. The sword of the spirit, which is the word of 
God. That is why when the enemy was disturbing Jesus after his 40-day fast, he kept on saying, it is written, it is written, it is written. For every it is written, he had deployed his weapon. Today, I need you to understand that when the enemy is walking around and misbehaving, the thing that you have to defend yourself with is the word of God. The word of God. Hallelujah. The word of God. I'm actually ending. The word of God. Why? Because the word of God is where there are so many things that help us. And tonight, today, I'm going to give you just the last scripture. You can see that we have to continue again next week. <laughs> I wanted to go on to another series, but it is not working. Let's go through Matthew chapter 18 and verse 18 and 19. And you should just learn Matthew 18 on your own. Know it by heart. Verily I say to you that unto you that if no 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 verse 18 whatsoever things you shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven and whatsoever things you shall lose on earth shall be loosed in heaven I don't know what again you need it's a scripture so when you see that you don't like it bind it so if you bind it here I'll bind it up there it cannot work it cannot work I see it here, I see it there. I take care of it, I bind it. If you also lose some good things, they shall also be loosened. They shall also be loosened here on earth. It is in the word. But maybe you have not used it because you didn't know it was there. Or you didn't see that it was there to your advantage. Or you have read, sometimes you read a scripture, it doesn't really say much to you, and you just move on. But this is one of the key scriptures. I bind it in the name of Jesus. It's not happening. COVID is not entering my house. I bind it in the name of Jesus. I'm prophets are not entering my house. I bind it in the name of Jesus. Yeah, it is the word of God. So if you do, and you have deployed your faith, you must have some faith. That's why you are saying what you are saying. And the word of God will stand. If Jesus used the word of God and he freed himself, he pushed back the attack of the enemy by the word, we also, we will achieve our victory the same way. Hallelujah. Oh, I said hallelujah. From today, from today, please tell your neighbor, stop crying. I've been seeing you. Stop the crying. Stop it. Stop crying. Stop crying. You are crying over what you shouldn't cry about. Yeah. Many situations in the house, they will bow if you rise up. Many situations will bow if you rise up and you use the right scripture. I'm ending. Yongi Cho tells the story of a time in his life when he and his wife were quarreling every day. He said things kept on happening. Ah, why? He's a man. I told you before he's of God. He's a man. He said they quarreled, they quarreled every time. Quarreled. So one day, he said he had begun to say some things to the Lord that look, the way this thing is going is disturbing my ministry. In fact, I think you have to. But he was praying and he felt led to drive out the spirit of quarreling. He had never thought about it before. He never thought about it. What's the spirit of crying? Have you thought about it before? But he said he just felt, I bind that spirit of crying. He said right there in his prayer room, he heard the sound like a wind pass through his house. He said without saying anything else to his wife, that was the end of the episodes of quarreling. That was the end. We live in a world where the enemy will try, but there's no reason why he should triumph. There's no reason why he should have his way. There's no reason why we should let him get the better of us. I want us to stand to our feet and I want you to pray for yourself. Maybe as we're talking, you just realize that, ah, this situation in your life, you can do something about it. Begin to pray. Just talk to the Lord this afternoon. And while we are praying, there are some of you, you should see that you don't have the helmet of salvation. You are not saved. I want oh, you to Jesus. begin to purpose in your heart that you're going to be saved today. Randala but first, let us pray. Lift up your voice. Thank him for his word. Thank him for his provision. Thank him for his protection. 
Thank you for your word, Lord. Thank you for your provisions. Thank you for your protection. In the name of Jesus, the enemy shall not triumph over us in the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord, the enemy shall not triumph. Rikha Randorobosa, Rikha Randorobosa, Rikha Thank you for victory, Lord. Through your word, O God. Lima rondo lo bossi andala baba rima carranda la baba rianda la baba sonda le ve rica sonda la baba riende le ve randa la baba tremble at your presence your greatness we thank you for your grace we thank you for your provision we thank you for your word indeed demons tremble in your presence thank you that you give us freedom freedom from bondage and that though the weapons of our welfare are not carnal they are rather mighty in you to the pulling down of strongholds may every stronghold in our lives be brought down now in the mighty name of Jesus and all the saints shall say amen and amen as every head is bowed and every eye is closed you are here today but you have not deliberately and clearly given your life to Jesus it's time that you do so today maybe you've been in church but no church can save you because no church died for you maybe you've even been working in church but it's not by our works that we are made right by him rather it is by confessing what we believe in our heart and so as every head is bowed and every eye closed i want to invite you to give your life to jesus you are here you are not sure that should you die or if jesus comes now you're not sure you are going to heaven you are the one i'm speaking to I want you to just lift up your right hand and we're going to pray together and through that prayer you will know that you are saved the scripture says it is just by a simple confession lift up your hand and i'll call you forth and we will pray just lift up your hand today you are here you are not sure lift it up you are saying that i want to receive jesus 
as my Lord and my Savior. Just lift it up. God bless you. God bless you. If your hand is up, let an usher or a pastor, someone help you. Just come to me. Just come. We're going to pray together. Just come. Come unto Jesus. Just come. God bless you for coming. God bless you. Let him have his way. Let him God bless you. You may be young, you may be old, just come. standing in front of me I want you to pray this prayer you want to say Lord Jesus I come to you today as a sinner please wash me in the blood of Jesus cleanse me from my sins please write my name in the book of life Lord Jesus Lord Jesus, from today, from today, you are my savior. You are my savior, and you are my Lord. You are my Lord. I thank you, thank you, for saving me, for saving me in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, Amen. Father, I thank you for these young ones who've come to you. I pray that they will never go back. Let there be a marked change in their lives. Write their names in the book of life, O oh God, and Lord, may they grow, not only physically but spiritually also. In Jesus' name, Amen. We believe that you have been blessed by this message. For more information, you can follow us on Facebook, Fountain of Life Cathedral, and on Instagram and Twitter at F-O-L-C-I-D-S-E. God richly bless you.